Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Unfortunate Sandwich Podcast. I am your host, Isami Dane, and in these episodes specifically, we talk about mental health issues and religious trauma. In today's episode, we are going to be covering a little bit more of a hard pill to swallow topic. I would say that most of our episodes are either going to leave you with some sort of feeling that might make you feel good, might make you feel very supported, and, and generally I really try to make sure that these episodes leave you with that. But in today's episode, I will say it may get under some skin. So just a heads up on that. Also a major trigger warning, we will be talking about abuse. But who knows, this episode may just be very encouraging to you depending on how you look at it. And we're specifically going to be talking about boundaries. And you might think, okay, if I'm the one setting the boundaries, how how is this going to ruffle my feathers? Or obviously on the receiving end of these boundaries, it, it may feel a little awkward, like someone telling you like, hey, you crossed the line, this is not okay. But if you're the one setting the boundaries, you might be thinking, how is this going to make me feel uncomfortable? How is this episode going to make me feel a certain way? The reason I'm throwing that out there in the beginning is because when I first learned this concept, it made me feel some type of way. And you've probably heard before that you need to set boundaries, especially if you come from a certain type of background, very similar to mine perhaps, where you have people very controlling in your life who are very manipulative or even abusive. So as an adult, you've probably learned to set some boundaries with yourself, with your family, friends, even coworkers. The one thing though that I've noticed, even within myself, is there are sometimes we don't realize that we aren't actually setting boundaries. We're just making statements. I feel like a lot of times we tell people after they've pushed our buttons so far, we just explode on them. We tell them, you can't do this anymore because X, Y, and Z. And yes, sometimes that does need to happen. Sometimes things happen completely out of left field. You're caught blindsided and you think, okay, this cannot happen again. I'm very upset and this is where the rules are being set. I understand sometimes that happens, but a lot of times when we set boundaries, it's kind of a festering situation. Maybe somebody gets on our nerves and we let it slip one time. We're like, okay, you know, if it happens again, then we'll say something. Or something happens and we're kind of like gaslighting ourselves where we think, oh, that didn't, that there's no way. There's no way that just happened in front of me. And you think, okay, if I see it again, then I'll say something. And if I'm resonating with you at all, <laughs> um, you've probably been in the same situation I've been in because I've done this multiple times. Or I'll find myself in a situation where I'm extremely frustrated with the other party. And I think, I can't believe every time I go over to their house, they expect this from me. Or every time I pick up the phone when they call, they do this to me or what have you. And I have all these frustrations with this other person. Now, it may be intentional from the other person's side. It may not be intentional. But the question is, has at any point, have I set an actual boundary? Have I had a conversation with this person telling them that I don't appreciate what they're doing or what they're doing makes me feel a certain way? And if the answer is no, then I have not set a boundary. And that is a tough pill to swallow. So a lot of times I hear people say this, like, I have a family member, I know I'm going to visit them during Thanksgiving, or I know I'm going to visit them during Christmas, and they do X, Y, Z. Or I'm afraid they will do X, Y, Z. 
And those are reasonable fears. Maybe you've seen them do something before and maybe you have set a boundary with them before. Maybe you have told them, please don't bring that to my party. Um, Maybe you're working through sobriety and you don't want them to bring alcohol to your house. And you say, hey, I've been three years clean, sober, and I, I really don't appreciate it when you bring alcoholic beverages into my home. That's a fair boundary. And if they keep breaking that, at some point you may need to tell them, hey, you know, you do you, but I'm doing me right now and this is not something that I'm okay with. Maybe that's something you have to say. Or maybe it's, you know, you have an in-law who's constantly trying to tell you how to parent your children and that's completely inappropriate and you have to tell them, hey, I don't appreciate it when you go behind my back and tell my kids, well, as long as your mom's not looking, you can do X, Y, Z. I don't appreciate that. Maybe you have set that boundary before or you've thought you've set that boundary before. Maybe you've told them that you're frustrated with them, but you haven't necessarily given them a clear, distinctive plan. Maybe there's an in-law who consistently oversteps in your family, or maybe bringing up comments in front of the whole family at Christmas or dinners or whatever family celebrations that you go to, and they're consistently pulling you down or making you look foolish in front of everyone else. And maybe you've just expressed that, hey, um, that's inappropriate, or hey, I don't like that. Well, that's not necessarily a boundary. You've told them how you feel, but you haven't told them what is going to take place. So what does a healthy boundary look like? It's not a passive aggressive text message. It's not a group chat. It's not a passive aggressive comment. It shouldn't be in front of everybody at everyone's house uh, in the living room. That's not appropriate and that is not a proper boundary. Most of the time it's going to be a one-on-one situation which is the most uncomfortable thing for you to do. I know. But it's going to involve you and said person having a conversation and it's probably best to do it face to face. (laughs) I would definitely not encourage doing this over text because it's definitely hard to read that person's emotions. You may take that person's emotions not the way they intended and they may take your emotions not the way you intended. It definitely come from a place where you're not ready to pounce you will need to have your ears open and you'll need to make sure that this person is not on edge when they're meeting with you. Otherwise, this conversation is gonna go nowhere or very, very bad. What needs to happen is problem needs to be discussed. So problem is mentioned, problem is addressed, and a clear outcome needs to be described if problem is not resolved. And that is extremely uncomfortable. The truth is, until we have those conversations, attacking the issue, not the person, attacking the issue and giving a clear definition to what the outcome will be if the resolution doesn't happen. That is an actual boundary. So it's definitely uncomfortable. However, your results are gonna be much, much better than if you just say a passive aggressive comment or you just express how you feel maybe in an outburst of emotion that really doesn't go anywhere so for many years i thought i had laid down boundaries with my family unfortunately there are some family members that i i don't speak to anymore i was excommunicated from my parents as many of you might know from previous episodes and sometimes these boundaries that we set down really don't go as planned 
There are people that aren't going to respect these boundaries that you lay down. They're just going to brush it off or they may be caught off guard because you haven't necessarily given them that clear direction before. So they may not take you seriously. In that case, just make sure you follow through with what that resolution piece was. Maybe you have to tell your mother-in-law, hey, um, every time I come over, you seem to say some inappropriate things to my children or you undermine me in front of the family or maybe you go over to a friend's house and they try to pressure you into something that you don't feel comfortable doing and you've already told them what the outcome is going to look like. The outcome may be, I love you, I enjoy being around you, but when you choose to do this or when you choose to say this to me, I feel that you don't enjoy being around me. So if you don't want me to be around, I think it's best if I hold off from coming over. And you may get some backlash, and that's really uncomfortable too, but it's so important to follow through with those boundaries. What happens when we don't follow through is that person is probably just going to assume you weren't serious. You were never serious in the first place. You didn't actually mean what you said and you were just in the heat of the moment and you were just upset. They're probably just going to think you were emotional and you were having an outburst and they're not going to take you seriously. So follow through is very important and it's extremely hard to do. It doesn't keep you in this crazy loop of you not feeling heard, you not thinking that your opinion matters or your thought process matters. Also keep in mind if that person is not in a healthy place, no matter how peacefully you explain what you're trying to do, which you should never ever ever try to set boundaries while you're angry, it just doesn't work, but no matter how peacefully you approach that person, no matter how kind you are, there are going to be people that receive your boundaries in the wrong way. And here's a really harsh truth. Another hard pill to swallow is that if that person cannot respect your boundary and cannot love you exactly where you're at, keeping in mind that when I say where you're at, I mean you are trying to be healthy. You are trying to maybe even strike a compromise with this person. And they refuse absolutely refuse to meet you there, try to work with you, it may be time to let that person go. I think a lot of times, especially if you're someone who grew up as a, as a Christian or you are current practicing Christian, a lot of us think that whenever we have conflict with someone, it is our responsibility to resolve the problem. And truthfully, it's not. Whatever you do, you should be trying to make peace. Yes, 100%. However, there are going to be times where that person does not want to make peace with you. You cannot force that person. You cannot control that person. You cannot tell that person how they should believe, think, or act. And it is not up to you to make them respond in a certain way that may cause a resolution. That is not up to you. What your part to do is to set that boundary, be clear with that boundary, and try to make progress with that person. If the other person cannot do that and cannot meet you there and cannot work with you, you are not in the wrong for waving goodbye as they walk out the door. You didn't push them out. 
You didn't barricade the door. They walked out on their own. And I think sometimes it's hard to grasp because we just assume that everything's going to be restored. Everything's going to be great. And I hear this a lot from, especially from Christians, where they say, God is a God of restoration. He brings things together. So if you pray hard enough, then your family will come back together again. That's a great thought. It really is. And I, and I, I wish that on anybody who's faced any type of situation where they've had to lay down a boundary and a family member walked out, or you had to lay down a boundary and a friend didn't want to be with you anymore because you're not fun. I wish that on you. I really do hope that your friendships and your families get restored. However, it doesn't always work that way. You know, even, even Jesus extended a loving hand to people who didn't love him back. In fact, most of them crucified him. And I think a lot of times people forget that. They just think that maybe, you know, if we love like Jesus, everyone's going to love us back. No, it doesn't work that way. And I'm not comparing you to Jesus and I'm not comparing your family to the Pharisees. But I'm just, what I'm trying to make a point here is that no matter how hard you try sometimes, it is, it's not going to work out. It just won't. And whenever that happens... You have to be kind to yourself. And this is where the feel-good part comes in. And I hope you find this part encouraging. Because we've been, we've been uh, taking a lot of hard pills just now. So I hope you had a lot of water. But here's, here, comes, here comes the soothing part. Is that it is not your fault if that person retaliates in anger. It is not your fault if that person retaliates in bitterness, and it is not your fault if that person chooses to walk away and never wants to speak to you again. What matters is that you approach the situation in love, you set a clear, distinct boundary so that way there was no confusion, and you did it in a way so that way you could be restored with that person. See, the goal is restoration, yes. The goal is compromise. The goal is working things out. But it may not end up that way. And if it does end up in a way where it goes negatively, you have to be in a place where you know, without any doubts, that you did everything you could to lay down these boundaries in a peaceful way. And you know, sometimes things may not end up that dramatic. It may just be a matter of miscommunication. Sometimes we think we're expressing things in a way that is clear and direct. But in reality, the other person just thought you were saying something completely different. Or you come together and you explain how you feel and that person realizes, oh, oh wait, this is what you meant, not this. And you may be surprised to realize that that person really had no idea what you were saying when you were just giving them a passive-aggressive comment. Of course, this doesn't give anyone a pass to treat you in a bad way, but I've had people say at times, well, maybe they're a very sarcastic person about everything. They're humorous, sarcastic, just everything about them is very sarcastic. And then maybe they make a passive aggressive comment and the other person just assumes it was another, you know, sarcastic thing they were saying and they weren't serious. Sometimes that can happen and everything just gets lost in communication and it takes that person actually sitting down and saying, no, I'm actually being serious. We need to have a sidebar here. Let's have a conversation. This is what's going on. I'm not joking. 
And that's why it's so important when we lay down these boundaries that we're not just sending out these text messages, we're not just sending out a group chat, we're not just making a dismissive comment, we're not uh, definitely not on Facebook or social media, please don't do that, that never works out, or anything like that, but we're actually having a direct conversation with someone and laying down a clear boundary. And you might ask yourself, well, how do I keep myself from getting heated? I'm a very emotional person. Whenever I say things, I often cry. I get upset. Um, and I'm not crying because I'm sad. It's just because I don't know really what I'm feeling. And in the moment, everything just feels overwhelming and I start crying and maybe they're not going to take me seriously. I, I understand where you're coming from and I've definitely been there. Something that really has helped me, and it might seem a little awkward, and, and you may not be in a space that you feel comfortable doing it with this person, um, but for me, if it's with family members, what I like to do is I like to hold that person's hand and I just tell them up front exactly what I'm doing. Like, hey, I'm going to have a conversation with you or I need to tell you something and it's really uncomfortable for me to say it and I don't want you to feel that I'm attacking you and I don't want you to feel that I don't love you. So do you mind if I hold your hand while I talk to you? It's really uncomfortable for both of us when this happens, but <laughs> for me, it helps me to stay grounded um, and it, I, I feel that it helps that person know that I am not attacking them and I'm on the same plane and same playing field with them when I'm speaking to them. I'm not talking down to them, I'm talking to them and I want to have a conversation. So what I'll do is I'll ask if I can hold their hand and I'll just say, hey, there's some things that I need to get off my chest. There's some things that I need to say to you, whether it's an apology or it's a boundary that I need to set and I'll say what I need to say and then ask if that person understood where I'm coming from. I'll ask for their feedback. I'll ask them to explain to me what they think I'm trying to say. And that's really helped me a lot to not have fights with people. It's it's helped me even in my marriage when I need to say something to my husband. Um, that's helped me a lot to get my point across in a way that is loving yet direct at the same time. And then usually what happens is we come to a conclusion where we realize maybe either we misunderstood each other, or we were definitely not on the same page, or we understand in order to make this relationship better, we do have to compromise and listen to the other person and respect that person's boundary. And that's helped me a lot. And of course, it's not always going to be received well by everyone. And there's going to be some people that you probably don't feel comfortable holding hands with. I would not recommend doing this with a coworker. <laughs> you may get HR called on you. Before you talk to that person, I would definitely recommend writing down what you have to say. It doesn't have to be on paper with a fountain pen. It can literally be in your notes app on your phone where you just highlight some points that you want to get across. Something that when you're not in the heat of the moment, you can actually logically think through, this is going to be a great idea and this is what I want to get across to this person. Write it down when you're not upset, when you're not crying, when you're not feeling the way you feel. And you may not even be able to read it in front of that person if you're feeling a certain type of way. You might be overwhelmed or you might be terrified, deathly terrified especially if it's like an in-law, that can be scary to say what you need to say. But have that notes app open and have all your notes and uh, outcomes written there, your boundaries that you need to get across to this person and have them read it in front of you. It's going to be awkward, but just have them read it in front of you and just say, hey, there's something I need to tell you. Um, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed right now. I don't know how to say what I need to say, but these are my thoughts and I want you to read them and I want you to tell me what you think. 
And that gives an open dialogue, an open conversation where you're not talking at each other, but you've made your point and you've given this person space to accept what you have to say and then react in a way that's hopefully healthy and you guys can come to a conclusion. And the goal here is to set boundaries with someone before they get explosive. A lot of times we let things fester or we let things go on because we just assume things will change or we assume that they'll get where we're coming from and it just quite frankly does not work. That is wishful thinking and it's not realistic. It's also extremely unfair to the other person for us to assume that they know exactly where we're coming from. They are not living inside of our heads that would be weird. And the same way we would want them to respect us as who we are and love us for who we are, we should be trying to do the same for that person. So assuming that person knows exactly where we're coming from is really unfair. I hope you were able to take all of these tips. Maybe you're going to use them this coming week. Maybe you have friends or family that you're going to see over the holidays. I hope you're able to use these methods in a positive way. And I'd love to hear about it, actually. I'd love to know if you guys have tried any of these things or you're able to implement any of this. I'd love to know how things go. If you can send me an email over at theunfortunatesandwich at gmail.com or you can shoot me a message. We now have an Instagram account. It's just the unfortunate sandwich on Instagram. You can shoot me a DM over there or you can send me an email, theunfortunatesandwich at gmail.com. Just make sure when you send me any messages, if you don't want them read on the air with your actual name. Obviously, I'm not using last names, but if you don't want me to use your first name, please, please, please specifically write that you want to be called anonymous on this podcast. Otherwise, I will read your letter openly uh, with your first name attached. So if you'd like to be anonymous on these podcasts, please write anonymous when you send in your messages. But otherwise, I just really appreciate you guys tuning in this week, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. No matter what holiday you celebrate, I hope it's a time of love and happiness with all of the people around you. Take care and I will talk to you guys next week.